गाइस अ वेरी वॉम वेलकम टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ पीपल्स स्टोरीज टुडे आई एम गोइंग टू टॉक अबाउट अनदर करियर पाथ दैट इज सुपर इन डिमांड एट द मोमेंट अकॉर्डिंग टू एन आर्टिकल 75% ऑफ इंटरनेट ऑफ थिंग्स आईओटी प्रोवाइडर्स वांट पीपल फ्रॉम दिस फील्ड एंड अराउंड 68% स्ट्रगल टू फाइंड पीपल विद रेलेवेंट एक्सपर्टीज सो डू यू अंडरस्टैंड द गैप एंड वंडरिंग व्हाट इज द प्रोफेशनल एरिया well of course it is data analyst and what could be better than having someone from the so called mecca of this professional line today we have a guest from san francisco who will be sharing her story as a data analyst manager without any further delay let's get right into the episode and yes if you are interested in behind the scenes lines from the episodes or some fun stuff feel free to follow us on instagram or twitter My handle name is People's Stories Pod. Hello, people! Welcome to People's Stories. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host Priyanka Oja, and I hope you enjoy the session. one a very good evening from germany my name is priyanka welcome to another episode of people's stories today we have a very interesting person once more on our episode um, she is anushka agarwal joining us from san francisco us hi anushka hey priyanka how are you i'm good how are you I'm pretty excited to have you here yeah same here excited to be here how are you doing how are things there it's a very sunny day outside sunny nice day this time it's the winters are like longer but it's good that at least one part of the world is shining you know at least that's a good thing california is supposed to be sunny yeah Uh, <laughs> okay so anushka you are from india and you have moved to san francisco us so uh, let's begin from the beginning where were you born and brought up what happened what are your hobbies what do you love doing anything that you want to share so born and brought up in a typical middle class indian family and from a small town in india dad is a doctor mom Uh, mom was a home homemaker who now teaches gita and meditation and she's probably in more zoom meetings than i do now uh, i had a very normal simple childhood uh, one thing that always stands out for me uh, when i look back is my mom's teaching on the importance of uh, giving back to the society one time when i was a kid when i was in 6th grade she came to me and asked me to start teaching our housemate so she got me some books some uh, slate chalk and she started asked me to start teaching teaching her it just started out something as a fun experiment something to do for me to do after school and but when i started teaching her and then after some time i started seeing her writing english sentences or some like started doing math and what wages she's earning it just gave me a lot of satisfaction to see her do that and i think that childhood experience had a deep impact on me where even now working with nonprofits or working with different social sector has become a consistent theme in my life no matter what i'm doing in my professional career education or anything i always make sure that i always try to associate myself with some nonprofit so uh for me it's something i look forward to after work that, that is something constant in your life then yes yes definitely and i hope this is this is always like consistent 
is something I always get to do uh, in one way or the other. Other than that, normal childhood, have one sibling, used to fight a lot, of course, like any other sibling. <laughs> Love, love to read books. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just asking, where are you? Like, where are you from in India? Dad uh, had a government job, doctor of a government, um, in a government job. So we moved across few different places in Uttar Pradesh, Saharanpur, Rampur. Right now, my parents live in a small city called Banda. So whenever someone asks me where you're from, I always get confused what you say because I've moved across so many cities. And the last city before moving to years was Bangalore. And Bangalore is like the closest I feel to home. But my parents okay. don't live there. So it's like two <laughs> different cities. But if I have to yeah, call... Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So if I have to call home, it would probably probably be either Bangalore or San Francisco now. Wow, okay. For everybody who does not know, having housemates in India is like a very, very common thing. Uh, if if you are like from a middle class family, definitely you're going to have at least one housemate. And depending on, on the level of the class or family that you belong to, you can also have like more than one housemate. It's very, very common. Anishka, so right now you are working as a data analytics manager, but having seen your uh, past experiences, I also see that you were working as a marketing manager and then you moved to this area. So I want to understand every single thing about your experience. What did you study? How did you come here? And, you know, anything that that, that you think is important to be shared? Yes. Um, so, Priyanka, completely honest, there was a huge period in my life where I was clueless in terms of what I wanted to do. Uh, someone told me, okay, like MBA is a great thing. I did my MBA from Natsumunji. It's one of the top colleges in India. So I did, ended up doing my MBA. But I never thought that was my passion. Um, I thought marketing is my passion and that's something interesting. It's like a bit of creative mix. Um, I wanted to be creative. So I thought, okay, maybe that's that's a good approach for me. So there was definitely a very long time where I didn't know what where my passions were or the things where I'm good at. So ended up doing MBA with a specialization in marketing, ended up moving to US where I started working with a startup uh, as a marketing manager. Uh, while at a startup, as you know, startup is chaos. There is a lot of chaos in a startup. So I ended up doing a lot of diff- different things for the startup. Analytics was one very small part of it. While I was doing analytics, I realized this is something I'm really enjoying myself and it's something I'm really good at. So that was like one very small clue for me that maybe that's something I should explore more. And then I started self-teaching myself um, Excel, SQL, Tablet, the different analytics tool. I started self-teaching myself. And the more I was learning, the more I'm realizing, oh, there's something right, like really fun. It was also really challenging in the beginning to learn Excel, to create models in Excel, to like figure out SQL all by yourself through online courses. It was challenging, but at the same time, I was also having like a lot of fun. So I decided I do want to move as a data analyst. I do want to make a search as a, like a full-time data analyst. Um, However, moving, like finding your first job when you're moving your field is not easy. So even though theoretically I did courses and I did have some basic knowledge, but making the switch was definitely very challenging. I applied to a lot of companies and obviously I got a lot of rejections, but a few of the companies I would get to the take-home test. And when I would get to the take-home test, I would take those as an opportunity to learn more about the real world situation like take-home tests would be more about 
what the business do and the real world problems. And I took them as an opportunity to actually practice my Excel or practice my analytics skill. So after a few rejections, uh, happened. Luckily, they gave me a chance. I joined as a data analyst. Um, absolutely loved it. Was putting in like a lot of hours in the beginning because I also had this imposter syndrome. What if I'm not good enough? What if like, you know, it's just a fluke. So I was having a lot of, um, imposter syndrome. So ended up working like 10, 12 hours just to make sure I get the work done in the amount that's, you know, that should be. And then eventually I became really good as, as a data analyst. And then, um, Cloudflare is an amazing company, ended up becoming a data analyst manager where now I'm hiring people for data analysts. And I'm super happy that people are like so passionate about data. I get like so many amazing applicants, so many amazing people. So it's a good journey so far. Right now I'm moving as a data scientist also. So I'm still on the learning path, um, learning machine learning, calculus, all the shebang, all the buzzwords. I can imagine because it's totally new or something that you've not really studied, but you're learning on the job, right? So do you feel it's challenging or um, is it easy to to grasp? On a daily basis, I want to cry because it's so difficult. <laughs> but it is really challenging. But the good thing that keeps me motivated is the things I used to cry about like one year back. Those things I think are like super easy now. I feel like, oh, like, <laughs> that's like, why was I even crying about that? So worried about Okay. Yeah. So on a daily basis, I keep finding new things to cry about or new <laughs> challenging things. <laughs> that's that's a funny thing. <laughs> yeah. So Anushka, uh, tell me a little more about data analytics. So you are working. You already said that you're working on Excel and uh, SQL, or um, now you're saying calculus and all of these. But in general, like in general in this area, are there like specific tools that you should know to get into data analytics, or is it is it open? In terms of technical skills, SQL and Tableau are like two of the main things that a lot of companies would be looking for. SQL is used for analyzing, curing the database and analyzing, running analysis from the data, data warehouse. Tableau is again like a very good tool that is used for data visualization. So a lot of companies ask for these two skills. In my role, we also look for Excel because there are like a lot of use cases for Excel also. And Excel is also kind of a stepping stone to move to SQL. Uh, so for me, when I hire someone, I look for SQL Tableau analytics on the technical side. Other thing I look for is if they're passionate about data and if they are willing to learn. I'm okay if they don't. I hire for junior position. So anyways, I don't expect someone to come with ton of experience. But what I'm looking for is if they are willing to learn. The third most important thing is learning technical skill is just like one part of the story. Anyone can do the technical skill. But if you are able to create a story around the data, if you are able to communicate the findings of your analysis to your stakeholder, whether you are able to come up with a hypothesis, whether you are com- able to come up with some insights from the data, that the company can actually take actions from. So that's the last part is, I feel is the more challenging part where a lot of like young graduates or even me in the beginning underestimated that part. It's okay, like I'm doing the analysis, I know the numbers, but if I'm actually able to communicate my findings to the stakeholder, so that's one part which, um, which 
a field comes with practice but does it's super important it's an important thing yeah Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, and um, on a daily basis, how does your workday look like? What do you generally do? I could bucket this into two pieces. One is helping the team get the data that they need. Sometimes they just need like some number, and helping them get the information they need. Second part of my role is on the more strategic side, so understanding the upcoming requirements or the upcoming projects, and how do I want to build. How, how do I want the team to build the dashboard, the reporting around the upcoming project? So when we actually start executing the projects, you already have the data set. So that part involves um, some project management, working with the team, understanding with the stakeholder, what's the need. You do a lot of um, um, talking to people, which is unlike what I thought when I thought about data analytics, where I always think that, okay, you this is somebody who is sitting on the computer you know crunching numbers and providing some kind of reports to somebody but you also have to interact with a lot of people so uh, from a skill set perspective what what skill sets do you think are like really necessary for you to climb up the ladders in this area right so i think i definitely started from very set like working on the computer working on like crunching lot of numbers that's where i started from but then over time the role evolved to a more strategic direction where anticipating the needs of the team the projects they are doing what kind of projects they are doing what kind of dashboard what kind of reporting would they be needing so that i can prepare in advance for the for the requirement so we already have the dashboard when they start executing a campaign then we can already show them the numbers that this is how their campaigns are performing so right now it's understanding um the requirements what what are the requirements um what's needed what could be the nuances in the data talking to them to understand what would be the relevant metrics click through rate uh, revenue roi all the uh, so what what would be the metric in terms of skills i think like any other job one of the key skill set is communication how well you um just like communicating with the team member understanding the requirement understanding it well so that you can implement it in form of a solution um understanding the deadlines project management because at one time you would be working on two or three different projects so understanding the deadline for the different projects and how you want to manage those those deadlines while anticipating there would also be some ad hoc things that would come up so Uh, just like any other skill any other job like communication project management are just part of what you do as you uh, climb up the ladder so uh, anushka understanding from you it's like you moved from the data analytics position to data analytics manager in um, approximately 3 or 4 years right um three years i think i unofficially started working as a manager like 6 months one year back and then officially became a manager in like three years mm-hmm. so is that like a typical growth rate in this area or uh, was your accelerated so a typical hierarchy is usually data analyst senior data analyst and then probably a data analyst manager actually there is no one right answer because it really depends from company to company from individual to individual three years definitely is not the normal trajectory i think it takes longer than that but it also depends upon the size of the company how many people are there your performance and like few different skill sets it could it could range from like 2 years 
five years, six years. So how, what happened in your in your scenario? Like what what took you there? You know how how come you became so successful so early? <laughs> so I started as a data analyst, which means which meant that I was the only person in my team. And then when as my team grew, I'm part of the bigger acquisition acquisition team. So as my team grew, they needed more people, like they needed more data analysts. And so I started my manager wanted to. I think it was kind of an experiment that he initially gave me an intern just to see how will I be a good manager or not? Will I be able to manage the intern, whether there are enough projects even? So it started as a as an experiment for me, for my manager, just to see like whether I can do that. The experiment turned out to be like really well. The intern did really well. We ended up doing some like really good projects, which I didn't have the bandwidth to do anymore. So that was the first step. And then the, because we had really good success rate with our first intern, then we hired another intern. Then we continued hiring the intern. And then my role also so happened that my role moved from data to a lot of like project management, just because the need of the business evolved that way. So I think it was being right place, right time. The need of the business has evolved. There was like just so much work, work that needed to be done. Um, Initially, when we hired the intern, the projects turned out to be like really successful, really valuable for the team. So I think it was like a combination of multiple things. But of course, um, having having listened to you earlier, you said you worked really hard in the beginning because you wanted to, you know, because you had that imposter syndrome. But I think you're a generally little hardworking girl and, and that's what you did. <laughs> it turned out. <laughs> okay. Um, so... Because now I also want to understand from you, what do you think about success? How do you see it? I recently took this course, The Science of Wellbeing. It's from Yale University on Coursera. The course talks about what makes us happy and what does not. The things that we think are going to make us happy, a good job, a dream job, or with amazing grades and the highest compensation relationship. Um, so are these the things that really make us happy? And they did like a lot of experiments to measure the happiness level of people who just got good grades or who just got their dream jobs one month, like when they got those things, and one month or two, two months down the line. The conclusion was these things only make us happy in that moment. They do not make, uh, they do not give you lasting happiness, which obviously makes sense. So what does make us happy? couple of things we came to the conclusion was um, experiences make us happy, like traveling. If you're traveling, it makes you happy. Uh, even after you even after you come back, you can think about your experiences and your experiences make you happy. The second thing what makes us happy is if we are making a positive impact in someone else's life. So what's our contribution to the society? And somehow as human beings, something is wired in our brain that our impact in the society makes us happy. So that's the course that somehow I recently like resonated a lot with. And that's how I also define success. For me, success is happiness. If I'm happy, if I'm making a positive contribution to the society, job, data scientist, data scientist manager, these things will happen. Like life is long. It will happen for everyone. Uh, <laughs> but if I'm able to make a positive impact in the society while doing those things and if I'm able to create positive experiences for myself like traveling something I really enjoy am I able to do those things what my nine-to-five job is it giving me enough resources so I can do some other things that 
I'm really passionate about. That's my definition of success. I read a very interesting definition of success in a book Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. It's it's extremely uh, interesting. He says that um, success is peace of mind which is a direct result of self-satisfaction in knowing you made the effort to do your best to become the best that you are capable of becoming. And this is something which so so much matches to what you said. you know about your definition of success and um, very very interesting thing that i found is my 9 to 5 job should provide me resources that i can do other things because typically we get so caught up in this 9 to 5 circle that you just forget about everything else <laughs> yeah exactly exactly few people are like really lucky that they find their passion in their 9 to 5 job a lot of people are not that lucky so so they have to like um use the resources from the 9 to 5 job to spend on the other passion yeah totally no i totally understand uh, and get this and i and i also see it a lot of times um people are juggling around they want to figure out you know what is it that they like but i also feel it's like a journey you know i mean you could be lucky enough to find out what really excites you like every single day uh, in in the first thing that you do but it could also be that you have to let's say work for your entire life and then eventually some day you find out okay this is why <laughs> call again i think it's it's never too late you know whenever whenever whatever you find out definitely definitely it's always better to like keep trying and even if someone finds their calling in the first time there is a high chance that few years down the line they might realize okay i'm done with this so they might have to start from the scratch again so. yeah yeah that could also be right i mean uh, you constantly evolve right so it would be that something that excites you today might not excite you as much 10 years down the line and then you might lo- like something else more so it's it's also good it's also good to change you know it's also good to keep that buffer in your mind all the time exactly anushka i also wanted to understand um looking at your job or in fact your daily life um I mean, if you want to share any of your experiences or story where um, you faced any kind of challenge, and what did you do to overcome it? So one of the challenging thing is is finding a new job. For me, also like when I came to the US, finding my first job was really challenging. The place was new. The job profiles were very different than what I was used to in India. So figuring out what i want to do how to get those things i think those were like pretty challenging and that's something i also see lot of young graduates right now going through the similar issue like when i talk to these people people reach out to me on linkedin asking for help and one of the common theme i hear is oh we keep applying for jobs and i and we never hear back we apply to so many jobs but we never hear back it's just like such a common pattern and something that i myself faced so they were like two things i did which helped me get my first job one was i was very aggressive with networking and networking is one thing that everyone hears very often and everyone thinks oh we don't want to do networking because networking is a lot of work and especially me being an introvert and a lot of us being an introvert networking is especially hard but it's just like one of those things that you have to get out of your comfort zone and you just have to do networking the way i approached networking was for me just to understand what are different people doing like i just didn't know what are the different career options available in the us what does the day to day job looks like like this interview didn't exist like if i knew 
this podcast existed it would have been so amazing <laughs> but so i had to like reach out to people on linkedin and just like ask for coffee chat and just like ask them randomly uh, what they do so my second internship here came out of networking at ideo which is actually a pretty competitive field but i just reached out to someone and the person was kind enough to invite me for a coffee chat and then coincidentally there was a position open in his team they were looking for someone immediately the person reached out asked me if i'm interested at that time because of my visa thing i was not eligible to work so i asked him can i volunteer um he agreed so i started working as a volunteer which later turned out to be a paid position but then the point is it was because of networking that i got that position at ideo which a lot of people fight for like it it's a good company the second thing i did well was i was doing a lot of free work like i didn't care if i'm getting paid or not i didn't care what my grades were like i just didn't care all i cared was if i'm getting some practical exposure so i was doing like a lot of free work in the beginning just to get some experience on my resume so i think these two things really helped me get my first job in the us and when now someone anyone reaches out to me saying that hey we keep applying and we don't hear back i'm like that's very normal you have to like really um like you have to go out meet people talk to people mm-hmm. understand what they do do a lot of like unpaid projects with non-profits anything to because just theoretical knowledge is not enough yeah i mean i, I think that's like a very practical advice anushka that anybody can give anybody and um it's it's very very courageous of you to say that you basically we're doing a lot of free work because you know sometimes we also associate um if you get like a paid internship you associate that to how much you know or how much you are you know worth but um in the beginning it's all about um it's it's all about reaching out to people asking for help asking for advice asking for suggestions because at at the beginning you don't really have anything you know i mean what can go wrong <laughs> what can you do wrong in that situation enemies don't have a job so i might as well ask for it yeah exactly and 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 that's and that is something that people really feel scared to do because they're like okay what will people think or how will somebody react but but in my experience as well and i also did a lot of net- networking when i came to germany because again this was also a new country for me i had to get a job um and i also switched from one one um area to a different area which i was not working in in the beginning so for me also networking was really really helpful and i think it helps everybody and in general what i have seen is people like helping so if you reach out to people they would definitely respond back exactly everyone likes to give advice take advice yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i think in today's time there are a lot of companies where you also have these referral uh policies right so if you are referring somebody who's like really good and can be hired eventually you can also benefit out of it so it's a win win situation for everybody in that case exactly and people are generally good people do like to help if it's like someone who's just passing especially students if you're like a recent graduate people do like to help students people are like generally nice if you ask them for help if possible they will they will yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no that's true um i've also find, found that thing out so anushka tell me any any a uh, moment from your life which you are extremely proud of like you were feeling very very happy at that time i'm just like proud of the journey so far everything that has been achieved of uh, figuring out things 
figuring out the life in the US, making San Francisco home. I think that's something I'm really proud of. What made you come to San Francisco at the first place? Like, why did you, how did you decide to move? Completely honest, it was because of a relationship that brought me in. <laughs> that's the reason I came here. But then I had to figure a lot of things. Uh, career-wise, job, I had to figure those things out. So I'm just like, yeah, uh, making San Francisco home took some time. Making, um, getting over those cultural differences, making friends, I think, yeah. Yes, no, I totally agree with it. Um, Anushka, I, I, I would like to uh, take like your advice um, as to anybody who wants to get into data analyst or data scientist position because of course all of us know that data is like booming right now. It's like the food for AI. <laughs> so to say, um, what advice would you like to give to anybody who wants to start a profession or basically has started and you know wants to grow? If someone is just starting their career, then the advice for them is to do as many practical projects as you can. You can go to websites like Kaggle, kaggle.com, which has a bunch of data, data sets. You can start working on the data sets to actually use your technical skills on, on a practical level. So that's just to give you more practical exposure, thinking about how you want to face the data, data cleaning insight, recommendation, everything. So that's for someone who who's just starting their career and at this point all they have is theoretical knowledge. So for them, getting practical exposure through Kaggle or even working with um working for free for different organizations, that's like the first step that they need to do. Uh, for someone starting their career, one thing I've seen standing out is when they create a portfolio for themselves. Portfolio could be as simple as Tableau Dashboard, which is a data visualization tool. So you do a project at Kaggle, and then you present your findings through Tableau as well and present them in a visual format. So having that portfolio tells a hiring manager that you can get the work done, and you already know what you're doing. So immediately, you're taking one step more from your resume that many other candidates don't want to put the time in. So that's already one step further. Someone who is already a data analyst and is trying to further their career within the same field and have some practical experience, for them is to not stop learning. They have to keep learning because the field is changing fast. There is daily like new technologies coming over, um, coming. So they have to keep evolving. They have to keep learning. When I joined Cloudflare, my manager said to me, the job you're doing would be obsolete a few years down the line because the numbers that you're putting, that you're sharing would be done by, you know, artificial intelligence would be like, they would be automated software for the job you're doing. So for you, like you have to share the insights that a computer cannot. So uh, that's something that resonated with me. Uh, for anyone Data analyst, just sharing the number is just not enough until unless you can connect it back to the business problem and connect it um, to some practical solution. That's one one important thing. And again, um, going back, they have to keep learning because it's a very competitive field. There are like so many degrees in analytics. When I open a position, I get like thousand applications within a week. So it's a very competitive field. 
Yeah, no, I can imagine. Uh, one question, Anushka. So, uh, you said Kaggle and um, Tableau. Are these, um, so Kaggle is like a website where you can find these data sets, right? Is it like you register there for um, free or do you have to pay some money to be able to register? So, Kaggle is free and Tableau also you can download the free desktop version. Both are, both are free too. Okay. So, if you want to practice SQL, HackerRank gives different level easy, medium, hard. So depending upon individual skill set, they can choose the level they want to practice. Okay. And, uh, Is it yeah. H-A-C-K-E-R-R-A-N-K? Yes. Okay. Sounds sounds good. Um. Yeah. So thank you so much, Anushka, for all your wonderful advices and experiences that you shared with us. Um. It's really interesting to see that you know it's it's very much possible to from one um professional area to the other professional area and absolutely excel in it. <laughs> so yeah, it, it it was really nice talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's amazing to talk to you and I really had so much fun.